Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Central America. So this week, we're going to start out something brand new, something we've never done, a new series called Deep Clean. And I'm excited because we're starting off a new year and a new series, and these are like little collections of talks, and they're kind of centered around one theme. And this week, it's Deep Clean for the next couple of weeks. And the funny thing about Deep Clean is we picked this topic a while ago, and wouldn't you know that on my schedule was to move. So um, as you guys know, if you've been around Brian for any amount of time, you know that he um, hates moving, right? And does anyone actually like moving? I don't think so. So um, anyways, I began the process two weeks ago of moving. And as I started to pack up some things and put them in the boxes, I realized we ought to do a deep clean, okay? So my friend Megan, she's amazing. Also, side note, if you need anyone to help you purge or organize, call her because she is incredible. She came over with her big black contractor bags and said, we're going to purge and we're going to do a deep clean. Now, I have two kids, a five and a seven-year-old. and they share one room, and they're gross, okay? I don't know how any other way to say it other than they're gross. So they have a bunk bed, and underneath the bunk bed when we were cleaning it out, pretty sure I found four pieces of half-eaten pizza under there, like a crust. It was disgusting. Um, So it was time to do a deep clean in my home. And so uh, before, though, we move, right? The cleaning part is important, no matter what. No matter if we're moving from one place to another, we've got to clean up because no one gets a box and says, well, give me the dirty, you know, uh, pizza crust from under the bed and let's put it in a box and let's bring it to our new house and let's put it out, right? Like nobody's doing that. Everyone's going to throw away the trash before we get going. Um, No one's going to go to the new home and open up these beautiful boxes and is all of our trash. But here's the thing. We do that in our lives. We go from season to season and we put things in a box. We put trash in boxes and we move them to new seasons. And from new relationship to new relationship, from new job to new job, to new school to new school, whatever it is, we put our things in a box and we take them with us. But I believe that this year, to start off, the Holy Spirit is kind of showing me and teaching me that we're not going to put our shame in a box and carry it with us. We're going to empty the box, and we're going to put new and exciting things in the box. So before I really jump into it and we look at Scripture, let me pray for us, and we'll get going here. Father God, 
Lord, we thank you for this morning, God. We thank you for a new year that's new opportunities. God, we thank you for the cross and what you've done on it. And God, I just pray for each and every person here in this room this morning, God, may their hearts be prepared to hear your word. For our friends watching online this morning, God, I pray that you prepare their hearts where they sit this morning. God, I just pray that you would speak to us, that we would be open to your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. All right, so I really want to talk about our deep clean. And the first topic, the first week, we're going to talk about shame. Everyone has shame, right? We've seen this from the very beginning of time because the enemy loves to put us in the box. The enemy loves to take our sin and our actions and remind us of those things, right? And the first example we have when we look at the Bible is in the book of Genesis. It started at the very beginning of time with Adam and Eve. And so, as you guys know, this is the Genesis is the first book of the Bible. This is where God creates the heavens and the earth, and he creates everything in it, and he creates man, and then he realizes he can't do it by himself, so he creates a woman, because you know, we, you know, you know, you know. All right, I don't have to say, you know. We got to help the men. Okay, so God knew, God knew. So in Genesis 2, 25, it said, God had, um, now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. It's kind of like my son, Ben. He's five, he, gets out of, he has no shame, right? He's just running around, running around with his underwear all the time. No shame, no shame. Because no one's ever told him any different. We are created, God created man and woman to feel no shame. But we know that the story goes on to say in chapter 3, it says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil." The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And this is important. At that moment, their eyes were open, and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So here we see that God created man and woman to feel no shame, and the enemy comes along and convinces Eve that she needs to sin, that she is missing out on something, so she sins. And here we are, we're human, right? So Eve sins, and then they realize what they've done. Their sin had come over them, and they suddenly felt the shame. God did not create us to feel that way. And so much like moving in our lives, much like the things that we put in our boxes, we put all kinds of things in these boxes, right? So in my box today, some of the things that we may 
feel shameful of or the things that carry along with us in our lives, we have all kinds of things in our box. We have one of victims. Sometimes we have one that are stealing that holds us back. Our poor decisions follow us in our box. Our addictions follow us in our box. Our search history on the internet can follow us on our box. Maybe the cheating we did of our, our employers, something we cheated them out of. Lying to our family and to our friends. The lies we constantly tell ourselves and other people. Maybe we had an affair. Whatever it is, we have all these things that come into our box. And we pack them in here. And we carry them with us, just like a dirty old pizza crust. And we take them from one house, and we take them to another house, and they're there. They're inside the box, because we've never emptied the box. We've never put the right things into our box. So in Philippians 4, 8, how do we, like, here's the thing, we, we got to fill it. We got to take that stuff out of the box. We can't let it back in the box once it's out, right? So in Philippians 4, 8, there's a great scripture here. You've probably heard it before. But he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, we've got to take all those things out of our box, but we've got to put something back in our box because the box can't be empty. This is our spiritual box, so to speak. And we've got to know the truth that's in our box. We've got to think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise, the things that are lovely and pure and true about us. Because the enemy, just like in the garden, the enemy will come and he will say, but God, did God really do that? But you remember what you did, right? I'm human, I've sinned, I've fallen short of the glory of God, and I've been guilty of carrying my shame in a box as well. But that's not how God wants us to live. What are the things that we're going to put in our box? We're going to keep in there that we are enough. We're going to keep in there that we are forgiven, that we are loved. I love this one, that we are free, that we are healed and that we are chosen these are the things that we've got to put into our spiritual box to take us from place to place and that's how we're going to thrive and really be to the full potential that god has for us because god did not create us to live in shame god, god did not create us to carry our nasty pizza crust wherever we go god created us to live chosen and free and loved this is what he wants for us and we know this because this scripture is so good you guys in hebrews 12 1 therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. 
and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, don't miss this, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Friends, Christ died. He lived a perfect life, and he died a life of shame. He took our shame. He took your shame and my shame and the shame of the world, and he laid it on the cross, and he died a shameful death for us. So why would we put it in a box and carry it with us? Why would we do that? That's a tactic of the enemy. The enemy wants us to live naked and ashamed, just like he did to Eve and Adam in the garden. But I want to remind you, I want to walk into 2022, walk into this new season of life with this trash on the floor and what's good for us in our spiritual box to go with us to the new place and the new things that God is calling us to. And I want you guys to do something today in your mind. If you want to pull out your phone and write this down, you can. If you're at home, maybe write it down on a piece of paper. But each and every one of us struggles with shame. And I want you to write down or think to yourself, I am not blank because of Christ. I am blank. I am not sick because of Christ, I am healed. I am not broken because of Christ, I am whole. I am not unwanted because of Christ, I am chosen. I am not a victim because of Christ, I have victory. We have got to take our eyes off of our own shame and our own sin and focus our eyes on Jesus and what he has done for us. Focus our eyes on his perfection. Focus our eyes on what is pure and lovely and true and admirable because God has called us to be his sons and his daughters and he died a shameful sinner's death for us and we can't carry around the box of shame like he didn't. So many of us carry this box our entire lives 30, 40, 50 years, we let the shame in the box. But Christ came to set it free. Christ came to let it out of the box and to show you that you're chosen and to show you he loves you and to show you that you are wonderfully and fearfully made, that he knew you were going to mess up and he loved you and created you anyways. He knew my sin and he made me anyways. And he knew your sin and he made you anyways. We've got to take our mind off of what is shameful, what is holding us back, to live truly and freely like Christ died for us. Friends, when we do this, when we step in to freedom and we step out of shame and we leave the nasty crust behind, when we leave it behind, our lives are different. 
Our lives are changed. Our relationships are changed. Our friendships are changed. Our employers and our employment and our workplaces change. The world, this is how we change the world when we live free of our shame and walk fully into what God has for us and who he has called us to be. And that's my prayer for you today. That's your pr- my prayer for me today, is that we all leave our shame in the box, we throw it away in the trash, in the big black t- contractor bags, throw it in the dumpster, and we don't look at it again. And we fill our spiritual boxes with truth and with love and with freedom. Because he died for us, we can live free. And we've got to act like it. We've got to live like it. Can't live like the victims anymore. I want to pray for you guys, and the band's going to come back up and sing again. But I know this is heavy, and I know this is hard, because many, many of us walk around with this shame our whole lives. Maybe you've been carrying it. And friend, I want to tell you, if you've been carrying something like this around, that it's time to let it go. Because God has already forgotten it. And the enemy is the only one who wants you to remember. So friend, I want to encourage you today. It's heavy and it's hard, but write down that statement in your phone. I am not blank. Because of Christ, I am blank. Whatever applies to you. And walk in the freedom this year of that. Walk in the freedom the rest of your life. Don't drag it around with you in a box. Be free. Father God, Lord we have messed up. We are not perfect. God, we have fallen short of your glory, but God, we thank you for loving us anyways. We thank you for sacrificing your one and only son who lived a perfect life so that we can be free of the shame. God, we thank you Jesus, we thank you that we don't have to live with it. We thank you that you took the weight of that shame for us. We'll never be able to repay you. We'll never understand it. We'll never understand the weight of it, God, but we are thankful today. And today, I pray that each and every one of us lives like we are free and lives like we are chosen, and lives like we are beautiful and noble and true. And God, even when we mess up, remind us, may your voice be louder than the enemy's, that your voice is the true voice of value and love. Jesus, we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.